Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about every single song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen. I've listened to every single song in this year's competition. And as always, with me is my co-host... Mira. What? Is that how you pronounce your name? It is now. I've been saying Mira for my entire life and now it turns out that... Yeah, it's Mira. 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 And in each episode, she is hearing these songs for the very first time. Now, you've heard about, uh, I want to say, 40 songs. It's that... time for the penultimate pleasure. Yes, that means that we've only got two countries left and two songs to go with that. Some might say that I've kept the best for last. That is because these final two countries at the time of recording, and that is one day before the first semi-final, they are both on top of the bookmakers list. I will be showing you the current number two and one poised to win Eurovision. I know that that- What? So, like, forget all the rest, these are the two well, main these are, ones. That's the thing, I, I'm not sure, I think it's not- as clear as uh, the betting odds are making it look because I think from the things that we've heard there's lots of great stuff the the two we still have to listen to are also fantastic but I don't think these are runaway winners and I don't know if if either of these will actually win or has a, has a real realistic shot of winning but you know let's don't let that cloud your opinion too much I know that me saying that obviously raises your expectations for these to be something completely different and I mean, in a way they are. Let's talk about a country that was briefly missing from this contest last year, but one that has always delivered, you know, some of the best oh. songs. Oh, I know what you are talking about. Because recently you asked me, which two countries do you think we still have to do? Can you remember? And I said Russia, and then I drew a blank. But now I remember... Are we talking about the Ukraine? We are talking indeed about Ukraine. Ukraine won the contest in 2004 with Ruslana's Wild Dances. Oh, so a fantastic good. song. They came second a number of time, notably in 2007 with uh, Dancing Lasha Tumbai. Shady Lady, TikTok in 2014. TikTok! Yeah, exactly. Some quality stuff from Ukraine, and you sort of associate them with like the big production number and the, and the high quality. I'm very happy to see them back in the contest and i hope that we'll keep them there forever of course we know why they weren't there for a year um oh yeah we don't want to we don't want to get too political but you know something did happen where another country in this contest invaded part of this country and annexed it so it's like that's uh that's a thing that happened that's uh I think we should keep everything apolitical and the contest shouldn't be influenced by politics. There should be no booing. I, I think all of those things, but it's hard to overlook, you know, what actually did happen. I feel like it just... Yeah, it, it's an egregious thing that happened. And especially considering that because of that, Ukraine did not participate last year in this contest. It seems like it, it does actually influence the contest. Yeah. It's not just a political thing that happened. It's legit, like... But let's pretend like all of that is in the past, and let's... Yeah, let's pretend. Well, yeah. Because um, <laughs> Ukraine is back, and after 
an absurd national selection with like jury commentary that lasted for 20 fucking minutes. Oh, I remember. I was I was freaking out when I watched this selection because I was just like, why are they commenting for so long on each song? Um, it lasted about seven days for just one show. <laughs> and, but eventually they did uh, choose a winner. Her name is Jamala, and the song is called 1944. Oh my god. So let me just take back what I said before that we shouldn't uh, dwell on the past, because that's exactly what this song does. It dwells on the past. Um, this is a personal story about Jamala's family. That's that's the way it's being sold, and that's the way I think you should perceive it. But it is about her family in the context of uh, the 1944 in invasion as well, actually, of Crimea. That's why part of this song is in the Crimean Tatar language. Ooh. I think I've told you the basic things you need to know. We'll see how heavy this is or not after we listen to it. This is Jamala for Ukraine with 1944. It's weird that she's dressed in white, but it's still my fa favorite genre of people screaming dressed in black. And the, the, also, the stage is basically dressed in black, so like it's dressed in black for her here. I I teared up a bit. I can see that. It's yeah, it's really fucking powerful. It's you know. Yeah, I do know. Jesus, there's a lot of countries that are like a bit passive aggressive about the politics. So like. Kind of referencing it, but like not really, but you know. This is one of two great songs that is just openly, openly like, fuck you. Last year you had Armenia. That's an interesting comparison, obviously, because the, the political thing there was also very much there, but it was sort of cloaked under the idea of we can pass off the sentence, don't deny as something you know, don't deny you and I. That's about love. It yeah. was it, it was possible to say that last year. It's hard to say no, when strangers yeah. are coming, they come to your house and they kill you all and say we're not guilty to pass that off as something else than, than what it literally means. Holy fuck. It's like it's on the edge of being too much, but yet it works so much. Like I'm that line is so heavy and so big and you're almost like, oh, woo, that's oh. too much, girl. But then again, you're like, no, actually. I think if, if the time is right to do such a thing, it is now. What's the translation for the Ukrainian Tartar lyrics? The translation is, I couldn't spend my youth there because you took away my peace. Which uh, is also a, a very uh, big, striking lyric. What I said about like those first lyrics, it seems like it's too on the nose, but then kind of, kind of not, because you're like... This is, in a way, 
a, a blame song where you're just it, it is kind of yeah what you said it's like a middle finger to to Russia without being you know directly related to current politics and yet it references something that has so much to do with I mean it's there's so many layers there it's, because it's it's again it's actually it's so it's about smart. it's about her her family she can pass this off as a family story because this happened to her grandmother so it's like this is about me this is a personal story and that takes away kind of that political side which is so there oh absolutely um, this is so smart yeah like, it's it's oh, smart and we can't talk about politics uh we're gonna though and i i it's a loophole think the that's probably one of the reasons that the ebu for this didn't say hey we can't do this change that because i think they felt as well that this kind of song is actually necessary in a way. It's it's completely warranted. Yeah, like it, it should be there and I think it just I really admire this. I've, yeah, this um, is this only really clicked with me like sometime last week where I was listening to it on the bus and suddenly I just felt it wave over me cuz I was just like holy shit. I get everything about this suddenly. Yeah, did you cry? I was close. Yeah. It's um it's powerful. It's really powerful. I can't believe that I almost cried just now. Yeah, because you're can't... not an emotional person? What? No, I mean, would you say that I'm a crier? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, I, 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 yes, I would. I cry at the drop of a hat. And, um... You think you are gods, but everyone oh, dies. I know. He says it two times, and the second time, it's it's it's... Pointed with like a laugh in the middle of that line. Mm-hmm. You think you are gods, ha! But everyone dies. It's like, oh, yeah. It's it's just it's powerful and it's like asserting a a power yeah. to yourself as well. It's also directly about Putin, who does make himself out to be a god of a man. Yeah, it's it can definitely be read as like a, an attack and a, a yeah, just of of what's currently going on. Just while she's singing that line, just project. Like that picture of Putin with a bear. <laughs> yeah, that's that seems like the right visuals to use. Absolutely. That makes it political. That would make it political. I also like the fact that at uh, the start of the second verse, she says we could build a future where people are free. Like it's 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 like the typical message of hope of like hey peace can solve things. But yet, because it comes after something that's so directly about the 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 awful consequences of war, which is people dying, you know, to directly say we we could still have a hopeful future if y'all stop being such fuckos, <laughs> like that's basically what she's saying. It's like we are not doing anything wrong. It's always it's, someone it's, else. It's you guys. This is insane. This is so great. I love her outfit. I love the like long dress, but there's pants underneath. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Fucking great. I love really it. Really fashion. Okay, now aside from the dress, ah, oh, flower imagery done right. Absolutely, I love uh, the burning flowers. It's it's so, so good. So yeah, it's such a striking image. Unfortunately, I'm not sure she's copying that for Stockholm, but that's maybe because the stage and the lighting and the things, it's, it's different, but she 
Actually, there's a reason that she rose to number two with the bookmakers over the past week. It's because of her rehearsals in Stockholm Ooh. that were so impressive to people. It wouldn't be right if this song didn't do extremely well. I think it will do very well. Yeah. I think that's a certainty. Um, but whether it gets that first place, I'm not sure. I think it would be amazing if it did, because that does send such a message from basically everyone yeah, in Europe. that's true. If this gets an insane amount of points, that is really everyone in Europe saying like, yeah, you're right. I think there will be guaranteed some sympathy votes towards Ukraine. Even without this song, there would have been. Yeah. But the fact that the song itself is is so directly, like, when you watch it, you you feel that feeling of like, oh my god, she's right, oh my god, what what's what's going on with me? What? Uh, what is happening? I'm crying. Ah, no! So it's all of that power that, that um, that's going to help this and going to propel it to, to the top. It's yeah. just whether that... that top spot is hers i'm not entirely sure but i wouldn't i wouldn't mind though i wonder if this is like a bit too heavy to be a winner in 2016 but i think we're also overdue uh, a ballad winner it's been a while to send a political message this should actually win just imagine if russia won over this i would be really angry at the world, at Europe, at everything. But we still have to listen to the Russian song. That will be the next episode and our final episode for this year. I'm scared. That's what we think about Ukraine. Let us know if you agree. Let us know if you disagree. Let us know what's your favorite event that happened in 1944. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why? Wait, I don't know. I can't ask a fun question about this song. <laughs> My favorite thing that happened in 1944 was the birth of great American actor Danny DeVito. That's it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.